Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Thursday, July 15th. Uh, if you detect a little excitement in my voice, oh, boys and girls, your boy played an awesome game. Series of games to pick up basketball. I know that's why you're listening to the podcast. I was on fire from deep. Straight fire on fire. Ha <laughs> ha. See? See what I did there? Um, I played some pickup basketball Wednesday. It was incredible. And then, you know, I went to watch the NBA Finals game, and I was expecting Chris Paul to play, you know, big game. I mean, he's such a such a point. God, G-A-W-D, all these guys slurping Chris Paul for weeks. Listen, I didn't expect Chris Paul to vomit all over himself, basically soil his pants in front of America, and the Suns lost the game in the final minute, did not cover, might have lost the series, and holy hell, we'll go into that game shortly. But I do want to mention that uh, we have a great guest today, my guy Ben Verlander. Former MLB player, uh, brother of Justin Verlander. Ben Verlander works with me at Fox Sports. He's a Twitch star. He met Otani at the All-Star Game. Pretty exciting week for Ben Verlander. I think you guys are going to love this. Baseball fans we're gonna, will love it. And then, like, you know, fans of good stories are going to love it because he talks a lot about his baseball career, how he was a pitcher and hitter, and 
he wanted to do that forever, and then he realized he stopped doing one and then just popped big time as a prospect. Interesting stuff. I think if you have young kids who like sports and want to do multiple positions in sports, uh, you definitely should check it out. Ben Verlander, great guy. But uh, before we get to the NBA Finals, I just need to give one of these quick little, like, I'm not going to go after Richard Sherman. I'm not really going to talk about his arrest. It sounds like, and again, just based off multiple reports, that Richard Sherman's not in a good place. And it sounds like he needs help. The 911 call is extremely dark. Uh, I, I, I know what the, you know, the headlines say about Richard Sherman's arrest, but it's, if you listen to the 911 call, you listen to what um, you know, his family's saying, like, Sherman's in a dark place. There's mention of suicide. I don't know if it has to do with, you know, his football career may have come to an end. Um, I'm sure some people in some corners will mention CTE. We just don't know enough, so I'm not going to talk about it. I have a checkered history with Richard Sherman. You guys know he blocked me on Twitter several years ago after I was critical. Um, it was fair criticism, uh, but he has a trigger finger to block, so I totally get that. Um, obviously, I thought the Jets could use him when Salah was hired, but uh, serious, that didn't materialize, so... Um, I don't know. Here we are. Richard Sherman uh, needs some help. All right, let's get to NBA Finals. You know, I've, I, initially I picked the Suns in four because we thought Giannis wouldn't play. And I said, um, Giannis might play. He'll be okay. Suns in five. And it's weird. Giannis wasn't the story in game four. He had 26 and 14. And he had maybe the best NBA Finals block since LeBron's chase down of Andre Iguodala. Just a tremendous play by Giannis. The story, of course, is Chris Middleton for the Bucks had 40 on 33 shots. If you remember, I bet on Middleton in game three. I thought he bounced back at home. Guy basically urinates down his leg. And I said, I'm done with Middleton. I'm done with him. We'll not bet on his overs, nothing. So what does he do? He drops a 40-piece on the Suns. And he was really good. But what hurt in this game was you got 42 from D-Book. You got nothing from Chris Paul, okay? I, I'm just sick of hearing that Chris Paul is the greatest point guard ever. Can we stop getting excited that he shredded the Nuggets back up backcourt? Can we stop getting excited the Suns beat the Lakers after AD went down? Can we chill with Chris Paul is the greatest ever? Look what he did to the Clippers in game six, the closeout. He was amazing. Yeah, he was good. They were not, they, the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. Now the Bucks are healthy. And the trend lines are very clear for Chris Paul in this series. He's old, 36 years old, and the guy's wearing down. Chris Paul started out, remember, he had 41 against the Clippers in the closeout. Started out this series. Are you ready? 32-9. and nine. Awesome performance. Game two, very, very good. 23-8. and eight. But I saw, that was the game Torrey Craig got hurt. You could tell Chris Paul played a lot of minutes. Aiton played a lot of minutes. Booker, all three of them were over 40. You knew regression was coming. Chris Paul in game three, down to 19 points, his lowest. So he went 32, 23, 19. And in game four, the game they needed, if the Suns wanted to wrap this up at home in game five, they needed Chris Paul to step up. Chris Paul had 10 points. Had his worst shooting game, I believe, of the playoffs. He was awful. Five of 13. Did not make a three-pointer. I'm sorry, no, against the Clippers in his second game back, he shot 6 of 22. He was he was terrible in that. He was terrible in a couple Clippers games. Um, 
He was great against the Nuggets. But let's be real. Chris Paul maybe is tired, but he had five turnovers, including a brutal cough-up in the final minute. Um, Listen, Chris Paul, five buckets, five turnovers. He's the reason the Suns choked that lead away. Okay, I mean, I could go deeper and say, well, Giannis was incredible blocking Aiton. Uh, that was just a phenomenal play. I do need to point this out. And Rob G, uh, listen, I, maybe I'm salty because I, I had the Suns plus five and they lost by six in a game they were covering for 47 and a half minutes out of 48. Um, DeAndre Ayton has been a bellwether in this series. When he gets going, the Suns roll. When DeAndre Ayton is kind of contained or is in foul trouble like last game, the Suns aren't winning. DeAndre Ayton had six points at halftime. He finished with six points. I, 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 I don't, Monty Williams, what are we doing here, dude? Six points for DeAndre Ayton. Zero baskets in the second half. He did have 17 boards, five assists, but you can't just say, Devin Booker, take us home, okay? Devin Booker's never been in the playoffs before this year. He's been awesome. He's a great player. But without a doubt, the Phoenix Suns' lack of bench. Uh, Torrey Craig looked okay. Cameron Johnson, okay. He had 10 points, but it was ultimately a minus nine. Campaign, like, they shortened it. Uh, Frank the Tank did not play. As, I mean, I've been, you know, screaming, you can't play the guy. Um, it, it was just, listen, uh, it was a rough one. Uh, it's Suns' bench. Okay, you ready for this? Pat Connaughton. Had a nice game off the Suns bench. I, I, I just, everybody's hitting. When, hold on. How do you friggin' lose this game? On the road. When Drew Holiday goes four for 20. And you still can't win? Four for 20. Do, people, do you understand how bad Drew Holiday's been in the series? This is the guy they got specifically to win the title. And Drew Holiday is pretty much been awful and the Suns cannot take advantage I uh, folks I don't I feel real if you remember after game two I, I really said this and I should have stuck with it I felt like the Bucks are coming back I knew they would I, I just saw some can I say chinks in the armor or is that like not a politically correct thing like I could see weaknesses forming and I could see you know obviously Giannis is going to get better you know Middleton was not going to stay awful forever Folks, I mean, you know, Drew Holiday is giving them nothing, and they're tied 2-2. Now, the Suns still have home court advantage, but I put this squarely on Chris Paul. This is a bad loss for the Suns. You can't lead for like 43 minutes of the game out of 48 and gag it away and have your point God just be so awful down the stretch. Devin Booker has to be irate. And I don't know why they're not going to DeAndre Ayton. But um, Rob G, am I being too hard on Chris Paul? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, Chris Paul had statistically his worst stretch of games in like a decade. According to Kevin Pelton, ESPN, Chris Paul's 15 turnovers over the last three games, most in any three-game stretch in the playoffs since 2012. Okay? The Suns were up by nine points early in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter. Outscored 33-18 to 18 the rest of the way. Well, Booker had five fouls, right? And and they yanked him for a minute, and that gave the door open. But they still had control of the game, Rob. Like, I, I want to crush Chris Paul and Monty Williams. I, I don't know how to blame everybody. Listen, the Bucks were at home. The Suns still have home court advantage. I 
think uh, the Suns haven't lost at home since. Was it? No, they they, they lost a game at home to the to the paper clips. I'm pretty sure. Yes, they closed they that did. series out in LA. They had to close it out and in they LA. did lose one to the Lakers game two. Um, so it's not like they're unde- unbeatable at home. Now it's the Bucks who haven't lost at home. So if the Suns don't win game five, that's a wrap. Yep. And, and I don't want to make this too much of a hot take. This is not where I'm trying to go to. But this is part of the reason why I was telling you during the regular season that this was all NBA first team Chris Paul. Because as we've seen in this series especially, he is their most important player. I know Devin Booker is the best player. I know that DeAndre Ayton is getting a lot of headlines because he's putting up these big numbers and these big stat lines. But as Chris Paul goes, so go the Phoenix Suns. It's no coincidence that these last two games, he's averaging, you know, uh, what is it, 15 points a game and five turnovers a game uh, against, you know, like 15 assists, 16 assists, that they lost both of them. Because for all of Devin Booker's offensive abilities, and he can score with the best of them, his style of play is not exactly making guys better. You know what I mean? Like he he can yeah, score. Shooting guards rarely do. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and and it's not just the way that he scores. It's like he's not known as the guy who breaks down a defense the same way that like a Dame Lillard would, or or even, uh, you know, your guy Zach Levine would, and maybe even gets assists that way. That's just not his game. Like he is a scorer. He's a fantastic scorer, but he is a scorer. And what. Phoenix needs is a floor general. What they need is somebody who's going to make sure that uh, Macau Bridges gets a few open shots a game. In this case, he only had four total. He's got to make sure that DeAndre Ayton is engaged the entire game and not finishing three for nine. You know, yeah, and, if and, you go, yeah. And, and, and Chris Paul has just not been good the last two mm-hmm. games. And part of it is Milwaukee's defense because there were stretches where they put Chris Middleton on him and that length really bothered him. Yeah. If you go back and listen to the podcast earlier this week, I mentioned the offensive rebounds as a big factor. I don't know how you combat that. Are you guys ready for the offensive rebound stats? Phoenix Suns, five. Giannis, five. The Bucks, 17. 17 to five edge on the offensive glass. That leads to second chance points. That sometimes needs, leads to wide open threes. You're not going to win games like that. I mean, don't get me started on the turnovers. Okay? The, I mean, just an unbelievable defensive performance by the Bucks. Are you ready for this? Bucks, five turnovers. Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, five turnovers. Suns, 17. So you, you, you lose the turnover battle. You lose the offensive rebounds battle. I mean, you're not going to win that game on the road. Now, is it officially panic time for the Suns? I, listen, guys, they can't stop Giannis, right? He ate whatever he wanted. 26 and 14, 11 or 19. If they get anything from Drew Holiday, the Bucks win this in a laugher. And, folks, the longer this series goes, you have to give the edge to the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though the Suns have a home court advantage, you just have to wonder. This is a game where Chris Paul, 37 minutes, Booker, 39, 8 and 39. They threw the kitchen sink at the Bucks. They led for most of the game, and they choked it away. And I I don't think it's a big deal that Middleton and Giannis played 43 minutes. These guys have been in playoff wars. This is nothing new to them. And also, Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis are much younger than Chris Paul. 
And, and listen, this is DeAndre Ayton. This is uncharted territory for this guy. Never been in the playoffs. D-Book, never been in the playoffs. I, I, I've got major concerns about the Suns. I still can't believe the Milwaukee friggin' Bucks are going to be NBA champions. If they win the series, <laughs> but it's getting close. It feels that way. Um, Rob, I don't know. Should we even touch on the Bradley Beal situation with Team USA? Uh, He's in health and safety protocols. I don't know. I mean, it's a tough scene for Brad Beal. I mean, he the uh, not like they they're not going to have any shortage of guys who can shoot and not pass on Team USA. Yeah. Shout out Zach Levine and um, Devin Booker will be there in about a week or two, so they yeah. won't miss him as much as his name, you know, would yeah. indicate he I, would. I would just crowbar Zach Levine into the starting lineup and call it a day. Um, but at any rate, Suns Bucks just got super interesting. Now let's pivot to baseball for a really fun interview with Ben Verlander. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? 
on Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who I work with at Fox Sports, knows baseball as well as anybody. You know, and what do they say about meeting your idol? Like, there is a saying, and we're going to ask our guest today, because he just met Mr. Otani at the All-Star Game, Twitch legend, Ben Verlander. How are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Thanks for having me, man. (laughs) Yeah, hey, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time. I know All-Star Week is a tough one. You just spent the week in Colorado and you got to meet Otani. Like I, I honestly was watching it. I was like, this is kind of cool. Cause you've been talking about him obviously for months and I just talk me through it. I'm assuming it was, it was a pretty special week. Yeah. You know, it, it, it couldn't have worked out better. You know, I've, I've been talking about him. I'm sure as you've seen and probably even get tired of every once in a while. Um, you know, I, I, I love the guy. I love everything about what he stands for, for the game of baseball and I've been talking about him for a long time. So it kind of got to this point where, you know, we created a graphic from from my show and it said the quest to meet Shohei Otani. And then it's like, oh, this is a thing. Like, yeah. this, we, it's got to happen now. So, you know, and I, I know I'm going to the All-Star game and, and we get there and uh, it's, you know, we kind of played it up and it was like, we got we got to make this happen. Let's just look for him. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then um, I actually have become fairly not close, but I know the Angels PR people. So they, they're they huge, obviously, and, and helping me figure this out. And he was up on the on the set on the field one day, and I saw him. So I went over there and stood close by. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, this could happen. So the cameras are rolling behind me. I'm, like, going like this. The cameras are right behind me. I'm like, oh, my God, this could happen. And the Angels PR people actually pointed at me and called me over and said, hey, when he comes off, we'll put him with you just over there. Like, we'll make it happen. And that's actually how it happened. That's how this all all ended up is uh, they helped me out here and, and we met together on the field and shook hands. And man, I've met I've met so many people in my life, but my heart was freaking pounding yeah. when I met him. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I got to say, like, this is the new media right now. You know, like this is what fans love to like follow you on your quest to meet a guy who is like the modern day Babe Ruth, basically, right? And, and like following it, obviously the flipping bats pod and all the stuff you're doing for Fox. Like, I think it just registered. Like, that's what fans want. The traditional media model of, hi, I'm a reporter. Let me interview this guy. That's dead, right? Like, they want the Ben Verlander experience. Well, that that's exactly what I've come to realize. And and Jim, I never knew that. Like, I was playing a few years ago. I'm I'm fairly new in all this, so I don't exactly know. I just know. I, I love this game. I love the game of baseball. I am obviously, I played at a pretty high level. I know a lot of the guys, but at the end of the day, I love the game of baseball. And what I've started to realize and, and gotten feedback, especially once that video was posted and, and I met him, people like, I legitimately had people saying like, I was watching this video, like literally in tears. I was so happy for you. And I know how much this meant to you. And I care about this because of you. 
And it's like people realize that my passion is coming through and they're like happy for me. And, and so you're a hundred percent right. It's like before the game was portrayed, like this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened. And now it's like, I'm a fan. I have vast knowledge of this game. I played this game, but I love this game just like you. And here's my experience. And I got to meet this guy and people loved it, man. They really did. I got to say, I obviously forgot to introduce you as, oh, yeah, he played a little bit of baseball besides being a <laughs> Twitch superstar and working at Fox and the Flippin' Bat Spot. You did play some baseball. You are related to a guy uh, who's in the majors right now. Um, I, I guess your baseball experience, like how, how far did you go? Um, you know, high school legend, college. Give us all that background. Yeah, so uh, I ended up. I obviously played in high school and moved on and played a division one college where I actually did both. I went to old dominion university and was a pitcher and a hitter, which is why I think before a lot of people, I, I, I was talking about him before because I, I'm a year ago saying this isn't normal. This isn't normal. I know it goes into this. So I was playing college ball for two years and tried to do it, tried to do the two way player thing. And I couldn't, it was too hard. I was an average D1 player at both. And obviously there's nothing wrong with being an average D1 player. Yeah. Um, but I, I ended up stopping and becoming a full-time position player and was an All-American my junior year and then got drafted by the Tigers and played professionally for five years in the Detroit Tigers organization. Well, so let's back up. So average as a hitter and pitcher, and then you drop one and it unlocks greatness and you're an All-American. Like, I, I don't, as a guy who never was able to play any college sports, talk, talk me through like what, what, what changed so dramatically? Yeah. So, you know, the reason I chose to go to Old Dominion was because it was one of the schools that was going to allow me to do both. Mm. And that was a big thing for me was, was being able to do both. I loved doing that. And then I get to college and, you know, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm doing both. I'm pitching. I'm out of the bullpen a little bit. I had a, a start here and there. Uh, and then I'd play outfield every once in a while. So I wasn't getting the consistent playing time. Um, it was it, it was a struggle. Um, and, and I was OK at both. But you know, I, I, I never want to be OK at anything I do ever, no matter what it is. So after my June, after my sophomore year uh, in our exit meeting, my head coach at the time, Chris Finwood, said, look, I think you need to pick one. I really do. You're not going to get drafted as both. I think you need to pick one and dedicate your time to it. Because what happens is I end up, I, I'm trying to do both, but you end up picking and choosing where you think you can miss out on something else. So like if I'm supposed to be hitting one day, okay, I need to take BP on the field, but maybe I can skip out on this drill and go through my bullpen. It's like you, you don't, you don't allocate your time. It's impossible to do it perfectly. So I ended up dropping it and going into that uh, sophomore summer. All I did was dedicate my time to hitting. And I came back in bigger, stronger, with a better swing and mm. just, you know, had an incredible junior year. And it just made it way easier on me. So before this season, before what Otani is doing right now, I would have told you it's impossible to do what he is doing at the major league level because I know what it takes behind the scenes to do it and, and i would have told you it's impossible at the major league level yeah so how the hell is he able to pull this off yeah that, that's a great question and, and i've thought a lot about this and i really think it was kind of the perfect storm because if you're in america and you're coming through our system over here in the way we have it set up nobody goes straight to the big leagues nobody 
you start in the minor leagues and there's plenty of there's there's a few guys that will get to the minor leagues as a two-way player but what happens is it shows itself pretty quickly what you're more valuable at like the the staff sees it pretty quickly okay this guy's probably going to be more valuable as a pitcher or as a hitter down the road let's do that we're going to focus as that Otani being in Japan and starting in Japan at such a young age and getting to the big leagues in Japan at 18, 19 years old proved he could do it over there. Yeah. So he's doing it on the biggest stage over there. He's an all-star. He's, he's one of the best to ever play in Japan as both. And that's how he decided to come over. He got to the top of his game over there. He proved he could do it over, over there. And he said, I want to come to the States and this is what I want to do. And he was given a shot to do it. And, and, and I truly believe that's why he's able to do it here because he was able to prove himself there. And we, we just don't, we don't see that here ever. So are, will he be a springboard to a bunch of next generation athletes saying, man, I want to do what he's doing. I want to get that opportunity. I know you, like you said, the coaches eventually make you pick one because the focus narrows and you can really become an awesome person at one thing. Um, but do you think this is the beginning of something new? in major league baseball i i hope so mm. because I, I think it's really good for the game of baseball i mean i mean look at look at the game right now i mean there's so many eyes on it that have never cared to watch a baseball game i think it's great for it i i think organizations are going to be maybe a little more willing to try it but i i still think at the end of the day they're going to say okay yeah you know this is where your value is. No, this nobody's in Otani. Nobody's Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. He throws a hundred. He hits balls seven hundred feet. Like that's he's <laughs> he's an outlier. He, he he's not human. Um, so I think teams will be willing to try it. But I, I mean, even when I got to college or even when I got to pro ball, my swing was a little bit different. I had some certain things that I liked to do in my swing that I was comfortable with. And, and I got, you know, when I got to my first level, when I was at single A, um, I was playing well. And, and as soon as I got there, the organization said, you know, we're, we're going to let you try this. Uh, we're going to let you try it and do what you do. But if it doesn't go well, uh, we're going to do, you know, we're going to put our little touch on it. We're yeah. going to put our little touch on it. And in my first season, I was an all-star at the break. Oh, wow. I was playing great. They never, they never touched me, never talked to me. And I struggled in the second half. The season ended. I went to instructional league, and they changed my swing immediately, and it was done. And it, it's like, in it, it, any flash of we were right, they're gonna put they're they're gonna say oh. we told you so. Here's what you're gonna do now, and and that's what I fear coming up in in the American system where you grind your way through the minor leagues. Every organization wants to have their little staple put on you and say we told you so. Now this is what we're gonna do. Jeez, yeah, that, it sounds much tougher than the NFL or. Uh, basketball, right? I mean, baseball sounds like the toughest. Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever really spoken at length to someone about what the minor leagues are like. I've read a lot of stories. Um, it's is it basically like uh, basic training before you become a Navy SEAL? Like, well, let's weed out the guys who just can't cut it because it's tough. It sounds like it's 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 a business, man. It is it is it is a business, and it is really tough. And if if the truth of the matter is, if you're not one of those guys that has a big investment in you, if you're not a top five rounder with a million dollars plus put into you, you you can't, you can't mess up. Mm. You just can't, you have to be on your game at all time because, you know, and you're right. It is different than the NBA and the NFL because 
there's a lot more rounds yeah. in the draft. So there's a lot more players. And, and we don't see that in other sports where there's, you know, there's eight rounds of a minor league system before you get to the top level. So that's where baseball is different. And, and it just becomes this like grind of the best of the best. And if you're a first rounder and I give you seven million dollars, you can prove yourself in one month and you're going to be a big leaguer at some point. But if I'm a guy that's drafted in the let's say the 30th round that was given a thousand dollars on a Jersey, I can't mess up once. And it's, yeah. it's, it's such a hard nosed business that uh, it's, it, it really, that was the biggest transition for me from college to pro ball and, and they can ingrain it in you all they want. It's about the team. It's about winning. It's not man. And that, that was the hardest transition for me is going from college where it's very team oriented to pro ball where it's numbers on a piece of paper. And if you don't put those right numbers down, mm. you don't have a job anymore. Jeez. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm guessing you're a natural athlete because we work with uh, Conrad, and he said you guys have played golf a lot. We did. You and I played basketball together. I know you're good. Uh, did you play like all sports growing up, or, or was it was baseball the primary focus all along? So I I played a little bit of everything growing mm. up, um, but once it got to the high school level, I kind of stopped and and focused on just baseball, which I I don't know if I can't say I regret it because I. It, worked out fairly well. I mean, I got fairly high in, in you know, in professional ranks. And I, I also early in my high school career golfed actually. And I ended up quitting golfing because I was worried it would mess up my baseball. Swing. Oh my but but uh, growing up, I, I played a little bit of everything. But by the time I got to high school, I just mm. stopped. Look, it's like, I don't know if it's the same. I'm, I'm sure it is. I know basketball has like a, a AAU travel. Baseball, it's year round now, yeah. and it makes it so tough to be a multi-sport athlete like we used to see with, with the best athletes in the world that would say, yeah, I, I played everything. That's why I'm as good as an athlete as I am. But it's like if you're doing that now, you're behind the eight ball in this sport that you really truly care about, which sucks, honestly. Yeah. Well, Steve Nash lives out near us uh, or used to before he moved out to Brooklyn. And I ran into him recently playing tennis and he is king of the play all the sports, get the footwork down, practice everything. Don't get burnt out because, you know, nobody really peaks when they're like 15, 16, nobody who's going to be a pro, right? You're just on the rise. And, you know, like, it sounds like most athletes peak probably, what, early 20s? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. is that when you were at your best, right? Right after college, maybe? Yeah, that's probably at my best. I mean, the the best season other than my junior year of college, I, I would say physically and you know, physically and athletically skilled, I was probably my best around 24, mm. right, right around the 24, 25 age range. Um, all right, so let, let me, before, we'll get back to baseball, but Ben, I got to ask, um, Twitch, okay? You are obviously a lot younger than me. Our audience, because I can check the analytics, skews young. So everybody now is like, oh my gosh, Jason's talking to somebody about Twitch. Um, ben, I got to say, like, you know, uh, the guy who brought you into Fox, uh, Mike Buckland brought you into Fox, and I know Buck well, and he's like, dude, this guy has a massive Twitch following. And I'm like, okay, I have the app because I watch uh, Australian basketball on the Twitch app. And I went to check out your Twitch feed. Ben, this is like another world to me. Um, to the lay audience, um, how the hell do you go from being a pro athlete uh, in the minors, uh, on the baseball track, and then go Twitch and then media? How does that work? Talk me through that. 
Well, so I'm sure you know and have talked to a lot of people when when you're playing, you have you do have a lot of downtime and a lot of athletes play video games. You know, I know a lot of you know, I know a lot of baseball guys that play the show and a lot and, and NBA 2K. And I know a lot of basketball players that play 2K and Madden. And it's like you 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 find yourself, you know, allocating your time in, in, in certain aspects. So I was playing a lot of video games and look, I'm at, I'm at the field. Um, when I played baseball in the Tigers organization, we played 142 games in 150 days, okay? Which is insane in oh itself. Oh my gosh. So you end up just, the, the only way you get through it is a schedule and regimented. And this is how I go about it. And this is how I go about it. And I'm at the field from noon to 11 midnight every day. You can't just go home from playing a nine inning game and go to sleep. You can't. Um, you you got to, your, your brain's still going. You kind of got to relax. So what I would find myself doing is getting home, sitting on my couch and playing video games for a couple of hours before I went to bed. So I got really good at the show, probably <laughs> better at the show than I am in real life. Oh, real life. get out of here. Come so, on. So, so, uh, so what happened, I, I ended, I stopped playing baseball. I was done with baseball and actually the, the pandemic hit and my, my roommate at the time said, dude, you're really good at this game. You have a good personality. I love Twitch do get on Twitch. And I'm like, eh, what, what am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know. People and are going to watch doing, me play baseball, right? Oh, that was my thing. Like, why, why would anybody want to watch me play baseball? And, but I, I started doing it and immediately loved it and started building this community of people that clearly cares about me, about what I have to say. And it just becomes this community of people and it just grew and grew and grew. And, uh, and, and still to this day, even, you know, when I'm out here, I still try and stream every, every weekday and, uh, yeah. And so it ended up, you know, the transition into media came when, and I I truly believe being on Twitch helped me, helps me. And I mean, it sets you apart, right? Yeah. There's no, I mean, I don't know any other media guys who are huge on Twitch. Again, I might be ignorant and just not know them, but, uh, I'm a little old school, Ben. I don't know any other guys who are on there. Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, that too, but I truly, I, I mean, just, it helps me. And look, I I'm, I'm on a camera. Mm-hmm. I have 20, 50, a hundred, 500 people watching me, asking me questions. I'm talking back to them. I'm entertaining them. And, and I truly believe that helped me. And then the day comes where I'm flying out to, to LA and, and my agent says, Oh, I'm, I'm good friends with Mike Buckland who you talked about earlier. I'd love to have you talk to each other. And, and I did, and that's how the the World Series watch party came about, and and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it's just been this crazy like whirlwind of of a of a of time. But it's like I, I truly believe all of it has has helped me and led me to where I am right now. Yeah, it's it's funny. So Ben and I played basketball one day, and then he was telling me about the Twitch. So I decided to go on Twitch and look at him. And I was with my kids who are hip to all this stuff, right? So I go on there, and Ben is, like, taking shots, talking to these people, answering questions. And my kids are like, he's drinking alcohol? Dad, you you should do this. You drink alcohol. And and I'm like, maybe there's something here. And then Ben, of course, I find out he's making a lot of money on Twitch. I'm like, this guy's really crushing it. Um, Listen, man, you, you... carve out a niche anywhere you can and like you're you're on fire right now i'm sure a lot of people are like excited that you met otani 
Yeah, man. Well, first off, so every every Friday when I stream, I just call it Fireball Fitness Friday. <laughs> so it just happened to be a Friday that we played basketball yes. and J-Mac hopped in my stream. And, you know, I'm like taking a shot and I don't even drink a ton. But on Fridays, it's, you know, content. Yes. The weekend, content. get back, baby. So, so I'm, you know, I like take a shot and I look, I, you know, I'm streaming, I'm playing the game and I look down at my phone and it's J Mac and he says, Hey, what's up, man? I'm in your stream. My kids are watching. And I'm like, Oh God. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, so that well, was Congrats awesome. on that. I'll, I'll do some rapid fire second half baseball questions. Um, okay. What, what the hell can the angels do to get to the playoffs? So Otani can taste the postseason. Uh, somehow acquire a bunch of pitchers that, uh, you know, um, that some, yeah, I, I don't think it's possible with their pitching oh. staff, but pitching, pitching wins in baseball and they've proven they have one of the best offenses in baseball and they've proven they just, you know, they don't have the pitching to do it. Uh, New York Yankees, it, just not a great first half. Um, I'm a little concerned. Are they making the postseason? <sighs> no. Oh my God! No Otani, no Yankees. No, I, I, I don't look. There's too, they're, they're talented, but yeah. there's too many good teams in that division. Uh, mm. the, there's no easy wins other than the Orioles. There's no easy wins, and and I I've seen nothing from them at this point that says they're going to turn a corner. We're over halfway through the season, and they're not. Yeah. It's just not pretty. You can pick one um, to build your lineup around: Tatis or Vlad. Good question. I mean, they're both 22 and they're both incredible. Hey, everything just offensively or like no, no, that, team. All, your team. Yeah, yeah, team. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tatis. Yeah, I feel, I, I, I feel like that's probably the move. He just has this yeah. magnetic thing about him. Um, is, is he the next best young player in baseball, or is am I missing someone? No, you're right. I, I think if you if you if you strictly said offensively, who's better? I would go Vlad, but I, it's it's everything. About Tatis, it's the charisma, yeah. it's the swag he swag. has. He's so cool. Like I will never be a fifth as cool as he is. He plays a premium position. He plays shortstop. He's incredible. Yeah. Uh, he flips his bat. He, he has so much fun, and he's a he's a Latin player that speaks. You know, is is so good with with the media, and it's incredible to see him. So he's he's for sure the a face of baseball. Astros are on fire. Do people still hate them for the scandal, or is that over? I don't hear about as much of it as I used to. Not over. Very much so. Still hate it. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I guess I'll wrap up. <laughs> How much anger did you get from Yankees fans for your Otani better than Ruth thing? Uh, you know, not as bad as really? I thought. Not as bad as I thought. A lot of people are on the, you know what I got more of was, uh, well, of course, because Babe Ruth was, you know, was eating hot dogs and could, was hitting 70 mile an hour fastballs. Of course, Otani's better. And then there's a few that's like, well, he's the best home run hitter of all time. How dare you? And I'm just like, okay, chill out. Yeah, yeah this is like 95 years ago. He was an amazing baseball. I don't even <laughs> want to go down that path. I mean, we in the NBA, we talk like, what is Patrick Ewing right now in the NBA? Like, does he come off the bench for somebody? Uh, and you look at football players and like, come on, uh, Tom Brady's 40, what, 43, 44. Go look at what forty-four-year-olds look like in nineteen seventy-seven. You know, it's like, come on. And now it's like going into this, going into the Super Bowl. There was a side-by-side picture of Tom Brady and some. I, I forget. Stabler, I think it was Kenny Stabler, the Raiders. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like 
that guy looked like my grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't want to, like, Babe Ruth, great player. I don't want to disparage him. I don't want to get baseball fans mad. But, like, this idea that he would dominate right now in baseball is a little bit comical. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you agree or disagree. No, I, I totally agree with that. Okay, it's, yeah, it's we're we're really not going to end on bashing Babe Ruth. But anyways, Ben <laughs> Verlander, follow him on social media. Um, I'm sure you're going to gain at least two dozen Twitch fans from, not from this spot. I don't know. A lot of, I know a lot of people that, that listen to the pod are on there, but Ben, keep up the great stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Jamie, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.